Hello, everybody, and welcome back to EpiCentral. I'm your host, Maddie Lewis, infectious disease epidemiologist, and it is season two of EpiCentral. Today, we're going to talk about why you should move away for grad school or a job. Hi, guys. Okay, welcome back. It's been a long break, I know. Um, I'm just going to get right to the point. So the reason I was gone for so long is because I was busy doing fun things in life, like traveling and hang out with my friends, just, you know, shenanigans. And I didn't want to make, and honestly, I didn't want to make any like crappy episodes and just throw them out without editing them and whatever. So I was like, okay, I'm going to wait until the fall when I know my life is going to slow down a bit. And that's what I did. Today, I'm recording this on October 9th. And I'm going to post this on October 9th because I'm going to start this thing where I try to edit as I record. Probably not a good idea, probably not very professional, but I kind of just need to get these episodes out. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm. <laughs> this is a side hustle, okay? <laughs> I can't spend too much time on it. Um, but I still want to get content out, and the way that I can do that is to be as efficient as possible. So before we get into the episode, I'm just going to catch y'all up on my life. So basically... I mean, when was the last time I even posted an episode? Let me look. Checking Spotify. Okay, um, May 8th. So it has been a solid uh, six months, five months. I don't know. I don't want to do math. Honestly, the last four, five, six months, however long it's been, have been incredible. Um, this past year has been really, really great. There's so many great things that have happened since then. So I turned 25 on June 23rd, and that was really fun. I had a pink princess's fairy and fairy tale themed birthday party. Very childish, I know. And it was super fun. And it honestly was a day rager with all of my friends. Um, really great. Multiple people threw up. That's how like hard it was. <laughs> it was fun. A week later, I went on a little cabin trip, uh, like, you know, in the country, in the mountains with my friends. And that was like super, super fun. It was like probably 10 people. And we all shared a cabin. And we didn't do fireworks, but we did, you know, whatever other stuff. It was it was a blast. Then a week after that, I went to Italy with one of my friends from high school and her little sister and I, and we went to Amalfi Coast. It was the most beautiful place I've ever been to in my life, and the food was absolutely incredible. Best food I've ever had as well, and surprisingly, I always say this every time I talk about Italy, the food was so much cheaper than I expected. Italian food in the U.S. is like, you can easily spend $20, 30 $40 on just like a dish and an appetizer or a dish and like a drink or something but in Italy all the entrees were like 10 euros which is ten dollars here and so it was really affordable although the trip I mean the trip wasn't that affordable mainly because of the plane tickets they were like literally like fifteen hundred dollars or something like that but um <laughs> the Airbnbs and the uh and the food were really cheap. So it was a really fun trip worth every cent. 
Then after that, work got really busy. That was kind of annoying, but um, we met our deadline and that was good. And then very soon after that, uh, mid-August, I moved from my two-bedroom apartment with my roommate. My roommate moved to DC and then I moved to a different part of town into an apartment by myself, which is a lot more expensive and um, taking up a lot more of my budget than my previous rent was. So Unfortunately, I'm saving a lot less money, but I will get a higher paying job at some point, so it'll be okay. And I have no regrets because I absolutely love my apartment. Um, I love my life right now. I feel like I'm just in a really good rhythm with like a good balance of being by myself and also being with friends several times a week, mainly on the weekends and then exercising uh, most days of the week. I'm finally getting better at running. I've always wanted to get better at long distance running and I'm finally a little bit better. I'm not like good, but like I'm actually doing it, which was, I was not capable of doing before. And I'm running a 5K next week or the week after. And that's a huge accomplishment for me, even though I know people are like, oh, 5K, that's like not long, like anybody can do that. That may be true, but I mean, kind of not. Like, I don't think I would have been able to run three miles before. And even though three miles is like not that far, it, that's a big accomplishment for me. So I'm really proud. And I mean, I ran a 5K like earlier this week because I'm like getting, quote, getting ready for it. Um, but I mean, I'm not like racing, you know, I'm not like doing it for time or anything. So um, it'll be fun. But I'm proud that I've been able to run this much and I want to be able to run more, like do like a 10K or a half marathon, probably not past that. <laughs> That's psychotic. And yeah, since I've moved here, um, life has been so good. Um, I'll, I'll, the last thing I'll say about my personal life is I moved into a community that is walkable and that is life-changing. I can't walk everywhere. I can't get rid of my car because I do have to go into work once a week. And that is like pretty much has to be driven or it's going to take me like an hour and a half to get there and back probably more but yeah living in a walkable community is amazing i walk to the park 20 minutes uh i i run there i'll hang out there play soccer there i can walk to the gym i can walk to the grocery store um now i have been driving mainly on the weekends to run errands like to do like bigger grocery store i don't know the grocery store that i can walk to is kind of expensive and so I kind of like to just wait until the weekend and like drive to get my groceries. Then I can also get like sparkling water and stuff and not have to worry about carrying it back. So anyway, <laughs> um, to solve that issue, I am on the market to buy a used bike and that will cut down my driving even more. So I will hopefully only be using my car for to commute into work once a week and then incidentally hopefully most of my weekend errands can then be ran on my bike but I don't know we'll see I mean it's not winter yet winter I live in the south so it's not that bad but we'll see about winter and like you know if it's dark I'm not gonna like risk anything also the drivers here are absolutely cuckoo bananas so <laughs> we'll see we'll see okay enough of that let's get into the actual episode Okay, again, I'm winging this, so we will see how this episode turns out. But this is a topic I have thought a lot about because it is very relevant to my life and it's very relevant to a lot of the questions that I get on TikTok about becoming an epidemiologist 
and finding a job in particular. Also grad school as well. And that topic is where you should go. Location, should I move away from my hometown? How do I find a job? How do I make sure I find a job and not end up with a master's degree and unemployed? So obviously this is coming from the perspective of somebody who is 25, very young, very early in my career, and no kids, no significant other. Other people have much more important obligations than I do, mainly family. So you gotta do what's best for you and your family, but for me, I was able to make choices that were best for me, and for me that was moving away. I was not running from anything. My family is incredible. My entire support system actually was in Kansas City, where I'm from and where I grew up and where I went to college. And so moving away wasn't easy. And I can't say it was a particularly easy decision, but I, well, I don't know. In some ways it kind of was because I was in many ways ready to do it. However, when I actually got to this other place, which I don't like to talk about where I live now, but when I got here in the South, um... I realized like, wow, life is hard without a support system. And that was one of the biggest challenges that I faced. But I'll talk more about that in a little bit. Anyway, I'm an advocate for moving away. And here's why. When you are like me and like many, many people, and you've really only lived in one place or maybe a couple places, one or two places, especially in the same part of the U.S., like if you move from one part of the Midwest to another, then you have very little perspective on the world. Let's be honest, okay? (laughs) And not saying that I have, like, this bird's eye view of everything. I definitely don't. I've only lived in two places. But even moving from one place to another part of the U.S., like, perspective, totally different. And some of you guys listening might be like, oh, that's not relevant to me because I travel a lot. Well, Yes, traveling can give you really incredible perspectives, but until you've really let, wait, what's the word? Like let roots grow, set down roots, I don't know, whatever whatever that is. Whenever you've really like established a real home in another place, I feel like it's not the same. And And I know that for me at least, because in college I had traveled a lot, um, even to like a very different place like because it's one thing to travel to like Europe that's like not that different than the U.S. like it is but it's not but then in college I also traveled to Uganda which is in Africa extremely different than the U.S. in many different ways and yes you can gain really valuable perspectives by doing that but when you're only somewhere for like a month or maybe even a couple months or or less then it's not going to be the same. One example of this is I moved from the suburbs to um, a bigger city, and so I got that, like, bigger city feel and learned things about that. And now, uh, even more relevant, I live in a walkable city, and now I'm totally experiencing a different style of life that is a lot more active and a lot more community-based. Also, I've been able to expose myself to people that are a bit different than the people from my hometown because pretty much all my friends are not from Kansas and most of them aren't even from where I live now. They're from all over the country. And honestly, when I was in college, it wasn't like that. Most people were from Kansas City. And then also in a town like Kansas City, it's like you know, even if you know like a bunch of different people from different kind of like 
then you realize that like a lot of these people are connected in different ways like they're always like two or three people removed you know what i'm saying there's less variation okay let's move on wait just kidding another kind of dumb and irrelevant example of this is like the housing market like in kansas city i knew the housing market pretty well i mean not like actually but like very casually it was like oh houses over here are expensive whatever um but when you move somewhere else it's like you get a totally new perspective you're like oh this is how this city's set up and these neighborhoods are like this and here's the history behind it you just like can learn so much more about a different place and it's really interesting okay another reason why you should move away from your hometown is because not only are you exposing yourself to a new place but when you move far enough you're exposing yourself to new places all around your new place so when i lived in kansas city the nearest town like that was like relevant basically <laughs> was st louis and it was four hours away so i haven't even gone to st louis until i was in college for the first time and i've only been there once or twice and then otherwise there's like chicago but that's eight hours that's like a whole car ride so really you couldn't go anywhere and let's say you live in la okay you might be able to drive to like there's like several different places right you can go to san diego mexico um you go to las vegas and i don't know other parts of california really cool right let's say you move from la to new york city well now you're on a completely different you're surrounded by completely different cities now if you want to go take a trip you can go to boston or i don't know connecticut so not only are you able to experience one new city but if you live in the u.s like i do and you're moving to a completely different part then likely you can expose yourself to all the surrounding areas and this can be especially fun if you're going to a different, like, geographical, like, biome or whatever. What are those places called? I don't know. I'm not going to Google it. But, you know, like, in Kansas City, we were in, like, I don't know, a prairie, basically. Like, it was flat. Like, the, yeah, it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't, like, tropical or anything. And now I'm in the south, so it's not tropical, per se. I'm not going to Google the biome, okay? I don't know. If you were to live in Florida, it would be, like, tropical. And then... If you were going to, okay, you guys, actually, I'm not going to get into that because I don't know the names of any of these. But yeah, when I moved down here, now I have like actual mountains. In Kansas, there were no mountains. Next, reason three why you should move away from your hometown uh, for grad school or for a job is because you can install more, install, instill more confidence into yourself because you can build confidence through doing hard things and moving away is a very hard thing to do. Again, when you move away, you move away from your entire support system, especially when all of your support system is in one place, aka hometown. And from what I've heard, moving away from your support system at basically any age, young or old, is an extremely difficult thing to do. You lose all sense of community, anybody you can really talk to or hang out with, and if I'm being honest, the idea of, like, starting over and, like, meeting new friends and whatever, it sounds cute for, like, a second, but, you know, after, like, a week or two, it, like, really sets in. It's, like, I don't have, like, you no longer have friends. Like, obviously, you have friends at home. You can FaceTime. That helps a lot. Um, but, like, otherwise, you, you don't have any friends, and that's a really hard thing to go through, a period of not having friends, and also, it's a totally normal thing to go through, so just FYI, don't feel bad about it. But once you do, once you are able to make friends and make a sense of community, then 
trust me, you will be a lot more confident in yourself because you're like, wow, I did that. I built something out of nothing. And number four, speaking of starting over, you get to start over. That's a huge perk. And I think that's a big reason why a lot of people do like to move in there, like, you know, from college or after college, um, starting a new job. And yeah, starting over, it is a cool thing that you can do. You don't have to carry over any of your baggage or secrets or pieces of shame that you've been carrying. You can kind of let go of all of them. And that can be very liberating for a lot of people. Okay, I'm going to stop labeling these or numbering them because I'm going to lose count. So next reason is that you can build your network. Okay, let's start talking about like more epidemiology relevant ideas in this podcast. Building a network in pretty much any field is really important, and that can certainly be true for epidemiologists and public health professionals in general. So again, I touched on this a minute ago, but when you move, you make a whole different community and therefore a whole new network professionally. So if you move away for grad school like I did, um, then you, yeah, you build out an entire new network and it can be a lot more helpful because not only do I have my college network and my high school network and everything uh, back at home and a lot of those people have moved. So I kind of now have a network in a lot of places, but now I have a really big main network where I live right now. Also, some of my grad school friends moved away, unfortunately. <laughs> and so now I have networks in Texas and DC. Next thing is that you might find it a lot easier to find a job post-grad. So whether you have a undergrad degree or a graduate degree, but mainly talking to people with an MPH going into EPI, you will probably find it a lot easier to find a public health job in cities with more public health jobs. It's just statistics. So if I were to say in Kansas City, the amount of public health jobs were pretty low. There weren't that many, and a lot of them weren't paying great. The health department didn't pay super great, and otherwise there was research, which I didn't really want to go into. And so now I live in a really major public health city, and there are literally hundreds of jobs that I could apply to. It's actually incredible. And same goes for if you move to other major public health cities. I've named them many times on this podcast and on my TikTok, but I'll say them again in case this is your first episode you are listening to. And so those major public health cities um, are not limited to, but they are New York City, uh, Boston, Baltimore because of Johns Hopkins, uh, also Atlanta, Georgia, which is the public health capital of the world and where CDC is hosted. There is Houston, there is Los Angeles, uh, what else, Chicago, uh, D.C., I almost forgot D.C. on the East Coast, and Seattle is probably also one I know a little bit less about it, but pretty much all of the major cities in the United States, I pretty much just named them all, and then also Atlanta because of the CDC. I wouldn't say Atlanta is a major U.S. city. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. So yeah, for those of y'all out in Kansas City, I keep naming Kansas City, but I don't know. Let's say you're in Detroit or, um, I don't know, Ohio or something. 
you might not find it super easy to find a help public health job. And if you do, that's great. I mean, there's going to be public health jobs anywhere, including rural areas, because of um, the need for people to work at rural health departments, uh, regional or you know city, county health departments, whatever. But those jobs, they're not always they're not always there. It depends when there's an opening. And also it depends on what you're willing to take for pay. Because of the abundance of jobs offered in major cities, then you will likely have a better range of different jobs and different at different salary levels. And you can kind of pick and choose what you actually want to do. You have a little bit more freedom there. I am no career expert, but you guys know that's one of the topics that I talk about the most on this podcast. Well, that's mainly what this podcast is, if we're being honest. And where the direction of my TikTok has really gone to is talking about epidemiology careers. And so I'm not an expert, but really one of the questions I get asked the most is, are questions relevant to like people wanting to get an MPH, but wanting to make sure that they can get a job? And I can't ensure that every single person getting an MPH is going to get a job that they want. Um, I think most people can get a job, period. (laughs) But I think, yeah, getting a job that you really, really want is another thing. But what I will say is that my friends and I, um, who I made at grad school, we we all went to grad school together. We um, are all smart. It was a competitive, uh, you know, competitive, high-ranked grad school. And we pretty much all landed jobs sooner or later in positions that we really like. I think pretty much all of us are really happy in our careers and I'm really grateful for that. And going to a competitive school isn't necessarily going to guarantee that. Um, plus they're really expensive. I have a ton of student debt, so it's there's there are downsides. But if I'm being honest, uh, like I said, all of us pretty much don't come from the South. We all live in different parts of either the South or um, different parts of the US. We all came together, did the same thing in grad school, and then graduated. Now we're all pretty much thriving. And I don't think any of us would be in the same place as we are now if we were to stay in our hometowns and keep working in our hometowns as well. We probably all would have lower paying jobs and things just wouldn't be the same. Okay, last reason why you should move away from your hometown um, that I'm going to name now. And there's probably going to be more later, but whatever. And that is that you might actually just be happier, like overall, your life might be better, you might be happier. Um, And I know that's true for me. And I wasn't even that unhappy when I was in uh, Kansas City. Like, I mean, yeah, I had periods where I was a bit unhappy. But overall, I, I had an amazing life there. But now my life is just better. Because I moved to a place I genuinely was interested in moving in. I moved to a place that the number one thing was the weather, honestly. Like, Kansas City weather depressed me. It was either, like, super cold in the winter, because we get the extremes of every season. I always tell people this. So it would be really, really cold in the winter sometimes. And, oh, God, I just hated having to wake up for school super early, warm up my car, de-ice it, defrost, like, ugh. And then sometimes the summer was so hot that it, it's like, you know, I couldn't really do anything. And then you had to use your car to go everywhere, which the city I live in is too, but the community I live in is walkable. So thank God for that. There was way less to do where I'm from, like, and everything that there is to do, I've done it because I lived in Kansas City for 21 years. 
And so I've literally done anything pretty much. <laughs> and where I live now, there's still several things that I haven't done yet. Several like museums and attractions I haven't gone to like touristy wise. And also, you know, the all the little places and like local businesses and cool things that I haven't discovered yet. And honestly, now that I've moved once, now I feel like I know what I'm doing. I know how to build community and make friends again. And at some point, it's likely that I will move again to a different place. I'm thinking about moving to Florida next, actually. Um, and I'll let you guys know if I do. Depending on where in Florida I would potentially move, I might disclose where that is. But it depends because if it's Miami, I'll say. If it's somewhere else, I won't say because Miami's huge. So you're not going to you're not going to find me. I'm just afraid of getting stalked, okay? And also it's a privacy thing. But anyway, I'm way happier here. Um, not that my baseline was really that low, but um, now I can go hiking and go see mountains and I could drive to an ocean. Not That, that would be a weekend trip. That, that's not something I can do like in one day. But yeah, I could go on a cabin trip and go to all these different cities now that I can like do weekend trips to. And in Kansas City, I couldn't do any of that. And I think for a lot of people listening to this episode, it might potentially be the same because I honestly think most people, especially Midwesterners, maybe it's just my hometown. I feel like most people just stay there forever. And it's not that I'm, I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm better than anybody because I moved. Like plenty of people move. This isn't like a revolutionary thing that I discovered. But like, I don't know. It's just, I'm telling you, do it. It is so worth it. It's worth all the hardship. Man, I was so depressed in the beginning. Like I was so low. I had to go to therapy. I was like, it was such a struggle for this socially and everything, but it was so worth it. And actually that's a good transition because I wanted to talk about some of the downsides too, because, you know, might as well make this a balanced podcast episode. So one of the downsides, which I've touched on several times, is you pretty much lose all of your community and support system. That is very difficult to do. Um, it can really take a toll on your mental health to not have anybody anymore. And so obviously, one of the best ways to cope is, one, stay connected with your original community and support system. Call them frequently and all of that. But number two you got to start from the ground up. You just got to build a new one. And I, I think I made an entire podcast episode about making friends, but I never posted it. I've made several actually that I didn't post because I just didn't like them. But there are so many great, easy ways to make friends that I've really discovered in the past year because after grad school, all of my close friends pretty much moved away. Um, all my girlfriends at least. And, um, I had to make all new ones and so I've been really successful and finding new friends and I have a lot of tips so if you want to hear an episode let me know or I'll make a podcast or I'll make a TikTok episode or a TikTok post so yeah that's really hard because it easily takes several months to even feel really comfortable with other people at least for me and I was someone I'm someone who's very extroverted I think that I make friends kind of easily and um you know, can kind of like build trust with people a bit easily because I don't think I'm like super scarred or like have too much baggage or anything crazy. But at the same time, like it's, it still takes time. And there's even studies on this. Like people say like, 
oh, it takes this many hours of like being with someone to really feel like you're close friends or like that you're real friends. And I think for most people, me included, that's definitely true. And so it can feel like you have no friends for like months on end. And that can be really hard not to have really social plans or to feel like you have like people you can talk to about serious things um, because, I mean, it's easy to kind of like make a friend, but it's like you're not really close. You can't tell them everything. And then, you know, for them to learn your whole history and like have history with that person, because now I have really close friends that I've been friends with for like a year or two or three years from grad school. And like with them, we have a history. We have inside jokes. We know each other well and it takes time. Another downside is it can be expensive to move to another place. So for me, moving to another place not only was like they're all the moving costs of moving to a completely different part of the country, but also there was grad school, which is why I moved. And that was super expensive. That was like $100,000 or wait, no, was it? It was like, it was like $60,000 for my grad school. And then like the living expenses were all in student loans as well. So yeah, that was a lot. And I will continue to advocate for more student loan forgiveness. Will more be coming? I don't know. But I'm grateful for that $20,000. And honestly, I think I'm going to keep pursuing public service loan forgiveness. So honestly, I don't really care about my student loans because I'm like, well, I'm just going to get them forgiven. It's fine. Anywho, um, a lot of people, I'm guessing, okay, I, I keep thinking this audience is like people from like my hometown, even though it's literally not. But like if you're somebody from like the Midwest, like I am, for example, and then you move to a bigger city, which if you are someone who is going into public health, then hopefully that's what you're considering. Hopefully you are considering moving to a bigger city since that's where more jobs are. I mean, I want to say that, but also like, I don't want to hope that also because there's a lot of rural communities that probably need public health workers. Maybe I'll do a whole episode on that. Anyway, so if you are moving to a bigger city, likely it's going to be more expensive than your hometown and the cost of living. Yeah, it's just going to be a lot more, especially if you're moving to like Boston, New York, like East Coast or LA. The South is quite a bit cheaper, thankfully. Also, there's always going to be aspects of this new place, this new destination that you didn't know about. Whether you have visited this new place or not, um, there's always going to be something, especially in a city like New York City or LA. There's Because those are really big. Those are the biggest cities in the US. There's always going to be something where it's like, whoa, I did not think that was going to be a thing. Maybe it's a bit more expensive. Maybe the traffic is a bit worse. Or maybe it's just harder to live in than you expected. One thing for me and the new place that I live in, although it's not new, I've lived here for three years, um, but is that pretty much everywhere has cockroaches. I did not know that about the city. Um, in Kansas City, like, I would say a lot of the places don't really have roaches. I feel like that's more of, like, if you live in, like, a lower-income part of town in, like, a really old, um, worn-down building, then you might have roaches, especially if you're on the first floor. But pretty much everywhere in the city I live in now has roaches, um, it, especially, like, the closer to the city you are. Like, in the suburbs and stuff, that's way less of an issue. And if you live on, like, higher like a higher like uh, floors, then it's less of an issue.
but yeah, I did not expect that. And so my first two apartments here were on the first floor and they had roaches and they weren't like infesting our place. They would just come in like they were they lived outside and they would come in. And also the college campus that I went to um, for grad school, extremely nice campus. Like a lot of it was like marble buildings, like really nice new new places still had roaches still had roaches on the outside because i have walked around that campus at night and there's roaches everywhere so yeah the unexpected is always going to be a thing and the scary part about the unexpected is that you can't expect it by definition no matter how much research you do or asking around there's always going to be something that you didn't expect and it might not be the most positive thing and another downside that is re less relevant to you, but more about the people in your life is that you might feel bad because you've left behind the people that you know and love who might in some ways depend on you. Now, of course, like I said in the beginning, some people have families, make the best decision for you and your family. However, um, so sometimes it's just like a codependent parent and it's like they don't really need you, but they feel like they need you emotionally, even though they don't like physically need you there. And that can be hard. Or for people, um, maybe you're from a different culture than I am. Maybe your parents are immigrants and maybe they put this pressure on you to make them a central part of your life. However, when you're a young adult, you're 18 to 30 years old, then that's the time in your life where you really have to establish independence. That is like the focal point of, of this part of your life. And so moving away is a really amazing thing to do. It might feel very right for you, whether that be socially or career-wise, but your parents might not think so. They might think that moving away is really selfish or really like it's against their values of family. And of course I can't give advice on this because I am not from a culture like that, but that can definitely be a hard thing to go through. And the last downside that I can think of right now is that it can sometimes be hard to choose where you should go, especially when it comes down to actually making the decision. So I feel like there's two kind of phases of moving. There is the dream phase, at least for me. There's the dream phase where you're really just throwing ideas out. You're contemplating. You're like, ooh, this sounds cool. Maybe you're even doing research into neighborhoods and, um, and cool things to do and prices and all of that. But then when it really comes down to actually making the decision, I feel like careers are kind of the same way as this, where there's like a dream phase and a practical phase. When it really comes down to practically making a decision, that can be the hard part because that's when things get real. You're like, okay, can I actually afford this? Or am I actually going to do this? And then all the logistics, how am I gonna get there? Am I gonna bring my car there? Am I gonna have to get a new car? Am I gonna have to ship my car? Or am I not going to have a car there at all? Am I going to get there by plane? And if so, how am I going to have room for all my stuff? Am I going to ship it through USPS? Or am I going to take it all on the plane and just come with one or two suitcases? There's so many things involved. And moving is a really hard process to go through. And of course, for all of you listening, deciding on where you should go to grad school, 
that is a really hard decision too. For me, it was kind of a hard decision, but kind of easy because I kind of knew where I wanted to go. But I got, the surprise there was though, that I got into another school that was, has a lot more prestige than the school that I ended up like wanting to go to and ended up going to. So what it came down to was, I mean, a lot of things, but one of the big things was where I could see myself after graduating grad school. And I, the other place that I was looking at was on the East Coast. And I was like, I don't want to live there. I don't see myself. It was Yale. So it was in Connecticut. I don't see myself in New Haven, Connecticut. What the heck is there besides Yale? I don't even know. Like, I've never heard of it outside of the context of Yale. And so like, I was like, I'm not going to move there. And this other school was in the South and like a bit more of like a relevant city. And there's a lot more jobs here and whatever. So I was like, okay, obviously I'm going to go with that. So that was a bit more of an easy decision. But I don't know, at some points I was like really contemplating because I'm like, this other school has a lot more prestige. And so actually making the decision can be a bit difficult. And there's the whole price thing and cost of living and all of that. Not to mention if it's a city, I feel like I keep mentioning New York, but if it's a city like New York City, it's like finding a place to live there, extremely difficult. And um, and finding a place to live in New York City is not something you can do like months in advance. You kind of find a place like within the month that you're moving there. That's just how real estate there works. And I don't know if any other cities are like that in the US, but that is a particularly difficult place to move to. And a lot more expensive, just FYI, the moving costs in order to like just move into a new place is really high. It can be like $15,000. Okay, this episode's already pretty long. We're at 37 minutes. However, I do want to mention there are some reasons why you shouldn't move. And <laughs> one of those is if you think moving, if you're like running away from something, I don't know if that's like the best idea to move. I think if something bad happens and it's kind of pushing you to move and there's like other reasons why, then sure, why not? But if it's just like one reason or one thing or one person, um, I don't know if that's always the best decision. Of course, if it's like a safety thing, then go ahead. But you know what I'm saying? Like if you like broke up with somebody and you just like have beef with them, like that's not a reason to like move to a different part of the country. You know, maybe maybe move when you have other reasons as well. Also, don't move if you think like if you're like, oh, the guys in my hometown are crusty. Like I need to move um, somewhere with like hotter guys. Like that's weird. I don't know. Maybe don't center your life around dating. Or, like, my point here, I think, is, like, don't move for just, like, one singular reason. Because the other thing I was going to say is maybe reconsider moving if you're doing it only for a job. Now, plenty of people move for a job, and that is completely valid. Actually, really, all of these things are valid. It's just, I think it's a little less, intel like, a little less smart of a decision when it's the, again, the singular reason why you're moving. Because if you're moving only for a job, but you don't even like the new place you're moving to or you know nothing about it, then like who knows if it's going to be a good fit, right? So when you think about moving, like I think there should be multiple, like you should be able to list out a pros and cons list of the new place and hopefully look, be able to reasonably evaluate that the benefits outweigh the cons so that when you move there, you're not just like struggling, okay? (laughs) Okay, to wrap up this episode, 
I've, I think I've made it pretty clear. I'm a big advocate for moving away from your hometown or moving for grad school or a job. I just think that you should do a lot of research, evaluate the decision, make a pros and cons list. Hopefully the benefits outweigh the downsides and have multiple reasons for moving. Don't move for only one singular thing or one person, you know, do it because it's the best decision for you and or your family if that is relevant. Oh, also, don't listen to the naysayers. If you have haters in your life or if maybe your friends just like, this didn't happen to me, thankfully, at all. But like, I can imagine if I had friends that were less supportive in Kansas City, they could have easily been like, no, don't move. We'll miss you too much. Or don't move. Like, what, what am I going to do without you or and stuff like that? And it's like your friends should, if, honestly, if you have good friends that and you have a healthy relationship with them and same goes for family, then I think that they should ultimately be supportive of you making decisions, even if that decision um, makes them a little sad because they won't have you around. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. They're kind of haters if they're being like, don't move because I need you. Like, I don't know. Maybe not haters is the right word, but codependent. I guess more of a hater would be like, oh, don't move there. It's too expensive, which again, it, hopefully relevant to the people listening to this who are thinking about going to grad school or a bigger city for a public health job. And yeah, don't don't listen to them because I mean, yes, like you want to like listen to people and like evaluate the decision and definitely get advice from people like your therapist, people in your life, like talk about the decision, you know, a measured approach, but like, don't let people scare you either. Like you're an adult, make the decision based on your evaluation and not somebody else's. Okay, y'all, hopefully this episode was okay. Again, I edited as I went, so there are probably some like clicking noises in there that I missed, but hopefully I got as many as I could. And feel free to give me feedback. As always, feel free to email me at epicentralpodcast at gmail.com. Also, I'm so sorry to everybody who I've missed who has emailed me in the last several months or DM me on Instagram or, well, I don't have DMs on TikTok unless we're mutual friends. But um, it has been hard to reach me because, you know, I've been busy and whatever. But I will probably get back to you eventually. Um, However, if you do listen to this now in October or in the future, if you email me now, I should be a lot more available. I just, you know, kind of abandoned my inbox. So anyway, thank you for listening to Epicentral. And I will see you guys in a week or two. However long it takes me to make another episode. See ya! (laughs) 